Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's cheating us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I am the host, you are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. Oh my goodness, a buzzer beater for Wake Forest as I start the show. 77-74. It was not a buzzer beater. 0.2 seconds left. Syracuse had come back to tie it. Wake Forest, 77-74, the three-pointer, Damian Williamson, 17 points, his fourth three-pointer of the day. He shot 10 of them. If you had plus three, that's tough. A missed shot from Syracuse in transition. Wow. Syracuse, play for the last shot. Are you not well coached or what? Terrible. That was awesome. I was not expecting that finish right when I got on air, but we got it. Syracuse preparing for an inbounds play with .2 seconds left. We'll uh, update that when they get it in. You can continue what... <clears throat> you can continue what... Sorry, we were... Yeah, no. We continue what we were doing on the Raiderland... Uh, if you want favorite non-tech basketball player, college basketball player of all time, least favorite non-tech basketball player of all time in the college ranks, uh, J.J. Redick, one of my favorites. I know a lot of people hate him. He might be a lot of y'all's least favorites. Uh, Adam Morrison, hated that guy, mustache and all. Tyler Hansbro, uh, big anti-fan of Tyler Hansbro. I loved it when he got his nose broken and then won the game anyways, though. I believe I believe they still won that game. In the Big 12, uh, favorite, least favorite, I'm sure a lot of people could say that Kyle, uh, Kevin McCuller is one of their least favorite non-Red Raiders of all time. I still like the guy. I thought he was robbed for Defensive Player of the Year. Absolutely robbed Defensive Player of the Year. In the Big 12, his teammate got it instead. Uh, I thought he had no business winning. Uh, solid defender, but not the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. Again, you can text in 806 
You are the co-host. Lots of stuff to talk about. We can continue talking about Mark Adams, the suspension, the potential firing or otherwise uh, that's going to happen, or the continuance of the Adams era. I, I do feel like that is the least likely opportunity here, but you never know. Uh, when will they announce? If Texas Tech loses tonight, do they announce tomorrow? Do they announce Friday regardless? Do they announce Saturday during the conference championship game? Or right after? Let the Big 12 wrap up and then put it in? Do they do it around the conference uh, championship uh, weekend ceremonies? Do they do it around uh, Selection Sunday? Everyone's focused on Selection Sunday. Let's slide our news out there that's not so good. Again, there's no rush to make an announcement, but you do need to start your coaching hiring process, and you can do that whenever if there's going to be a process. You also need to figure out if there's going to be a process or not. Uh, Back to the text line. Dear bro, how are you? I am fine. Do you think you'll be able to mend fences with one John Wilner and become besties? No, Uh, not besties. I don't have besties. Um, but I think John Wilner will become maybe not a regular, but I hope to have him back on the show. Uh, maybe even on this show at some point. Again, if you want to listen to that, uh, interview, you can find on the gambling gauchos feed, Twitter feed. That is this off the text line is Texas tech. Wait, 24 to 48 hours after tech loses in the big 12 tournament for Mark to announce he's quote unquote resigning. And then how long until Chris Beard announces he's hiring Mark Adams at Ole Miss? You know, that is something I've not thought about. Of course, John Goodman today putting out the uh, trending in the right direction tweet for Chris Beard to Ole Miss, which means that's going to happen. That's what that tweet means from Goodman, in my opinion, I think. Uh, Before the weekend's over, Ole Miss will be led by Chris Beard. Then you start thinking about what Texas staff will join him. In my opinion, I think Mark Adams will retire or get some other job. I don't think he'll stay in college basketball, but that would certainly be a story. Uh, I, I honestly had not thought of that. I had not thought of Mark Adams joining Chris Beard at his next venture. Uh, that did not seem like a possibility to me until I read that text. I, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, least favorite was on, uh, <laughs> oh man, least favorite was anyone on that West Virginia, uh, not West Virginia, Virginia team a few years ago, Jeff in Houston. Uh, what was that guy's name? Guy? Was it Guy? Uh, Hunter was on that team. Who's the, who was the white guy? Guy? Was his name Guy? Yeah. Pretty hateable guys. Uh, that also, when I said West Virginia, that reminded me of, um, Pit Snoggle. Pit Snoggle from, what were they in? The Big East? When you played him in the tournament and you broke your heart? That was tough. Pit Snog was one of my least favorites. 
This text, there's a rush to find a new coach. The process will be Kirby signing off on whoever the donors want. I don't think so. Um, A, there's not a rush. Why is there a rush? College football, there's a rush. In college football, there's a rush because there's a deadline. There is a deadline to get recruiting done by signing day, which is like two weeks after the season ends. You have to have a new guy. You have to. You have to hire a guy before early signing date. Now, signing day is past. You, you don't have to hire anybody before the end of the NCAA tournament. I mean, you have legitimately a month from yesterday. Ish. There's no rush. Now, it's an urgent situation because you need a head coach to build a staff. And you can't wait forever because a lot of these guys will enter the transfer portal. And if the next coach thinks any of these guys are good, he'll want to keep them around and have to recruit them back to Texas Tech. But during a coaching change, I wouldn't be surprised to see everyone enter the portal. Why wouldn't you? You don't know what's going on. You don't know who the head coach is going to be. And as much as people want to say you recruit to the school, you commit to the school, you don't commit to the coach, well, in basketball, I don't really think that's true. Because you have to be in the right style. In football, I see it because there's so many guys on a team. There's 100 guys. I'm sure there are a bunch of guys that just commit uh, commit to the laundry. But on a team of 12, 13, I think you're committing to a coach. And during a coaching change, a lot of that waiver stuff is off the table. Everybody gets a free transfer, but they can also submit waivers to get another transfer. And if your coach leaves because of a situation, especially if you're directly involved in that situation, you can get a waiver for the next school. So you could transfer again. There might be a waiver process, but certainly it would get signed, I would think. Depending on what's able to be said. I think a lot of people will want this process to be quick. I don't. I don't want it to be quick. I want you to interview 10 different guys. I want there to be a search firm. You alluded to... Kirby doing what the donors tell him to do. I I don't think it's that kind of relationship, though. I do think that Kirby Hocutt will listen to a search committee. They'll name a committee, and I'm sure some of the big donors will be on it, just like they were in football season. But I don't think those guys wanted to hire Joey McGuire early in that process, and they interviewed him, and everyone loved him. So do the due process. Interview 10 guys. Don't rush this. You don't need a new guy in three days like you had last time. And I wouldn't hire a national committee either. Just do the work. Get some guys locally involved in the program. Let Norrin Sodiase sit in on the interviews. He's there in Dallas. He can come down.
and do the do the process. Interview. I'm serious. Interview ten guys. Find ten candidates. Interview them all. Do a thorough nationwide search that includes the D2 National Championship, former National Championship coach, Ben McCollum, Pat Kelsey at Charlotte, Grant McCasland at UNT. Somebody said Buzz Williams at A&M. Sure, why not? Put him in the list. The Oral Roberts coach. Bring him in. Rodney Terry, National Coach of the Year, just announced. Let's interview him. Jerome Tang, TJ Otzelberger, you can get both of them raises. Let's interview them. And then hire the most impressive candidate. Hire the guy who comes in and says, I can win here. Give me the keys, baby. The one that has the binder with an identity and a process and a plan. The Joey McGuire of basketball. That's what you need. Someone who who knows they can come into the Big 12 and win. This off the text line. Hey, Rob. My wife loves you, but you probably hear it all the time. (sighs) Serious note for Bandwagon Wednesday. I feel like we got to jump on the men's basketball bandwagon as they prepare for their game against West Virginia. Uh, 95% not big hit. That that must be Grande Poya. Yeah, you know what? We need to focus up. We need to focus on West Virginia. uh, Focus on Eric Stevenson. Does this team... Uh, have any pride in themselves to go out and hammer Eric Stevenson because after Texas Tech beat them in Morgantown, he said it's embarrassing because we just lost to the worst team in the Big 12. And excuse me, Eric, uh, second worst team in the Big 12, first of all. Second worst. All right, let's take the break. It's Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. I will be back after this talking more Mark Adams, talking more Big 12 basketball tournament. Who's going to win the Big 12 basketball tournament? Who will be the tournament champion? Send them in. Send in those predictions. 806-855-3712. We'll also look at the bracket and pick some games. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk one of three point nine News. Money Sports. Hundred three hundred. Welcome back. Might need to add some promos. I forgot to go back in. That's my bad. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Back to the text line. It's hot today. I feel like the UNT coach is a safe bet. The U. Oh, safe decision. Sorry, I added the word bet. Uh, I feel like the UNT coach is safe. Do you? Uh, they add that it feels like a... Matt Wells higher. 
Here's why it could be and why it won't be. If they hire Grant McCaslin at Texas Tech, which has been discussed uh, as a candidate, and he brings his entire North Texas staff down to the strength coach all the way up and down and doesn't go get anyone else and doesn't go get any Power 5 experience and just up and down brings his Conference USA staff to Lubbock, that would be a Matt Wells hire. Because that's what Matt Wells did. Every single staff member came from the Mountain West. He didn't go get anyone else. Now, eventually his wide receivers coach left in the first couple of weeks, and he brought in Joel Filani from UNT, funny enough. But if you just hire Grant McCasland, who allegedly lobbied for the job two years ago, if, if you just hire Grant McCaslin and he goes out and builds a new staff, a Power 5 staff, a staff full of guys who've been around, maybe a few head coaches with experience coming in with him, maybe he even retains a few on the staff or uh, gets some Big 12 experience, whatever it is. I am pro-McCasland in that respect. But I do agree it's a dangerous hire if he doesn't get a new staff. If he just brings the UNT staff to Lubbock, which there's nothing wrong with that in some respects, but I do feel like that potentially is a Matt Wells hire. But only because you don't have any major Power 6 experience on the staff, you would just have the UNT staff. Now, I'm actually not imminently familiar with the UNT staff. He could already have it. It could be a great staff. But the Matt Wells hire wasn't bad because he was from the Mountain West. It was bad because he brought his entire Mountain West staff and they weren't prepared to be in the Big 12 top to bottom. In my opinion. Uh, Andre Iguodala with Arizona in the early 2000s before I got to Texas Tech. Really enjoyed watching that era of Arizona basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was it? Gilbert Arenas, uh, Richard Jefferson, those guys right after uh, Iggy or or during the same run? Right before maybe? How long ago was that? Uh, T.J. Ford at Texas was one of my least favorites. Uh, Kevin McCullough with the can't beat him, so join a mentality is up there in recency bias. I knew we would get a Kevin McCullough. Uh, this text, if a tree falls in... Okay, all right. We don't need to do that stuff. Uh, should we search for tech uh, at McDonald's? Which, <laughs> should we search for a tech coach at, at McDonald's in the panhandle? Maybe we could try. Why not have a meeting? Uh, this text, sorry, Ryan, I can't tell you good show because I'm focused on West Virginia. See, this is the attitude that we need. We have to be focused. We can't be coddling Ryan. We can't be coddling Hyatt, telling him good show because his uh, love language is words of affirmation. We have to be focused on West Virginia. We can't look in the past. We have to be focused on the future. Top three from this texter. 
Texas Tech coaching candidates. You can get in with your top three as well, 806-855-3712. Tang, it's a kick in the glass. Sean Miller and Will Wade. I have mentioned Will Wade several times. I do want to be clear mostly as a joke. Um, I do like Will Wade. I think he would recruit really well to Lubbock. I think he would recruit really well to Texas Tech. But when he had the recruiting advantage and started NIL a couple of years early uh, against the rules, uh, he still wasn't winning. They were really good teams, really talented teams, not good teams. Really talented, not good. So I I do think there's a little bit of a danger there. And Sean Miller has his own baggage. Yes, Sean Miller... um, was clear to the NCAA with the with the recruiting violations, which again doesn't worry me now because a lot of that is is skirtable, if not completely legal. But there's also a lot of stories about Sean Miller being really tough as a coach. And coming off a really tough coach that players didn't get along with, is that a great idea? I don't know. Now drum tang See, I could be negative on every coach. I, I could. Tang is corny to me. Is he a really good coach? Yes. Do the players seem to really love him? Yes. Would I be upset to see uh, Tang back in Texas uh, after he spent 20 years at Baylor and, and getting back in these recruiting beds? Yeah, I, I, I would actually really like a drum Tang hire. Um. Would he leave after a year? Could you give him enough of a raise to incentivize? Could you give him enough of a raise to where Kansas State couldn't match? I don't know. I think if you talk to Jerome Tang, he would just get a raise at Kansas State. Uh, Matt Wells' issue was he didn't bring his glue guy, the long white beard truck driver that took all the team equipment. Yeah, I think he, he didn't bring that guy. And then the guy I really wanted him to bring, I think who took over at Utah State or stayed on in that staff, uh, was the associate defensive coordinator. I really liked that guy on that staff, and he didn't bring him. He stayed in Utah. But that was like the only one. Uh, Notorious Texan, I'm on the Ben McCollum bandwagon. And again, championship coach at another level, but still he has the success and. I think tech fans are so scared to hire a guy from a lower level, A, because Matt Wells, and we've just talked about him, that, that a UNT or a non-Power 6 or a, a D2 or a, another JUCO guy or the guy from Charlotte, Pat Kelsey, or the guy from uh, Oral Roberts, well, that's all just not good enough for the Big 12. Well, if these guys have plans, if these guys have uh, identities and, and strong schemes. Yes, somebody likened, uh, I believe it's Tech Hoops guy, likened Ben McCollum to like the Leach system. Uh, basketball to football, there's a little bit of a jump in logic here, but it, it is that kind of offensive system that is just so true to the system, it's really plug and play if you have good players. You don't have to have a star. You just run the system. And defensively, I thought that's what it was happening here in Lubbock, but this year it just did not seem that way. Now, maybe you 
maybe you didn't coach it as well this year. Or maybe you didn't have the buy-in because of some outstanding factors, but I do believe in, if it's not intentional in the thought process that most coaching hires go to the opposite theory. And if you've had a defensive guy in Lubbock, maybe you don't want to go to Grant McCasland, though he is opposite in a lot of ways. A, youth. Go to old to young. But maybe you do want to go from defense to offense, and McCollum's certainly an offensive coach. Maybe that is something you want in Lubbock. Does that play in the Big 12 with so many great defensive teams? Uh, This text, not that I would want to go this way, but could we beat out Alabama for Nate Oates if we wanted to? I think you could beat out a lot of people if you wanted to, uh, but I would not... I would be very upset if Nate Oates was in the conversation. I think he's a fine basketball coach. I think they have a good team. But his handling of Brandon Miller this year was absolutely disgraceful and ridiculous. Uh, This texture, kick the tires on Jerome Tang. I don't think he'll come to Tech, but Tech could get him a pay raise at Kansas State. Yeah, exactly. Might as well. All right, let's take the break. When we come back, more Texas Tech basketball. We will look at the tournament, uh, maybe even a little bit ahead to Iowa by way of last night's game against New Mexico, Texas Tech baseball. It's Rob Rocho, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Um. Welcome back. It's Rob Rocho Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Big 12 tournament starting today. The 2023 conference tournament. First round, West Virginia, Texas Tech. Also, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma tonight. Winner for West Virginia, Texas Tech plays Kansas tomorrow. The side of that... Bracket will meet Baylor-Iowa State winner. Let's just do it. Why not? Uh, I've already said Texas Tech will win tonight. Just because. So we'll go Texas Tech versus Kansas. Kansas will win that one. They will meet Baylor on Friday in the semifinals. Kansas will beat Baylor. Go to the championship game. Oklahoma State will beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma State will beat Texas. And go to the semifinals on Friday. Kansas State will beat TCU. TCU without Eddie Lampkin this weekend. Kansas State will beat Oklahoma State and meet Kansas as a Sunflower Showdown in the championship game. Kansas will win. And those are the facts. You know what? Baylor... If Kansas or Kansas State doesn't win the Big 12 tournament, Baylor will. If Baylor gets hot, they're as dangerous as anyone else 
And then Texas. Kansas, most likely. Baylor, second most likely. Kansas State, then Texas. Then Oklahoma State. Let's get crazy. Back to the text line. Uh, The only thing about Jerome Tang is determining whether he is a one-hit wonder or not. A lot of coaches have looked really good for a year and then disappeared. I wonder who you're referencing. I do want some long-term success, though. I do. And Rodney Terry is one of those guys who's been around a long time but had coached for a long time. Would I want him as the head coach at Texas Tech? I would interview him. Sure. I think there are a lot, a lot of qualified coaches out there that would want to be interviewed by Texas Tech. And I understand a lot of guys out there have baggage, and I'm I'm certainly not opposed to a coach with baggage. Uh, but I would want the right kind of baggage. If it's recruiting baggage, uh, fine. I'm not opposed to a little recruiting baggage. Sean Miller... Will Wade, wiretaps, FBI stuff, we're fine. If it's ignoring uh, accessory to murder because the state of Alabama is also ignoring uh, an accessory to murder, maybe that's something I'm not so into. If you're claiming you didn't know your entire coaching staff was setting up uh, ladies of the night on recruiting trips... Maybe that's not the kind of baggage I'm into. Though, if you're looking for a guy with a lot of big league experience, Rick Pitino certainly has it. Two-time coach of the year in his conference name today at Iona. I guess of the coaches who have... That kind of baggage. Rick Pitino would probably be the guy. I'm like, okay. You know, that was a long time ago. Maybe he didn't know. Of all the things that could happen in that scenario, maybe that's not the worst. <laughs> uh, still pretty bad. I mean, I I have heard that uh, Rick Pitino's agent might have reached out in the last cycle as well. There was a sitting Big Ten coach who is still coaching in the Big Ten that reached out allegedly the last time this job was open. There was an SEC coach or two that reached out the last time this job was open. And a lot of those are agents reach out to every open job because that gets their clients more money. And the SEC coach did get a big raise. So I don't know how much of that is legitimate, that that those kind of coaches want to come here, but I do think there's a large number of candidates available to you. Now, you have to pay somebody what they're worth. Um, a high school coach with five years' experience on one Power 5 staff was worth probably what you paid him, though you've already given him a raise. A 65-year-old man who'd been on the staff for five years 
and wanted a big budget for his staff. And nobody was coming after, allegedly, except for maybe the Chicago Bulls two years before for an assistant role. You paid him what he was worth, and you gave him a raise immediately the year after. He went to the Sweet 16. But if you want to go get a guy like Eric Musselman, or a guy like Jerome Tang, or a guy like Mike Boynton even, or Rodney Terry, the first number of the contract check is going to have to start with a four. If you truly want to play big boy basketball and go get a big name head coach, you're going to have to pay them market value. Grant McCaslin probably could start with a three. Rick Patino, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his check would start with. Nobody else has hired him. He's at Iona for a reason. Nobody else is nobody else is coming got him. Could he come on the cheap? Because it's kind of a volatile thing, but wh- why would you move from this to that? Why would you go from scandal to former scandal? And again, we keep talking about new coaches. Mark Adams is still the head coach, right? He's just suspended? Has he been fired? Has he resigned? No. Doesn't mean we can't uh, talk about the future a little bit. As far as the game tonight goes, Texas Tech and West Virginia have split the series. West Virginia 7-11 in conference play. Texas Tech 5-13. Ken Palm 17th for West Virginia. Pretty good offense. Not a very good defense. Similar defenses. Uh, T-rank at 18. Their T-rank offense 14th. Ken Palm offense 15th. Uh, Texas Tech 60s and 50s down the board. Uh, slight edge defensively to Texas Tech, but team-wide, much, much better are the Mountaineers. They're favored by 4.5 on the neutral floor. Who plays tonight? Everyone's healthy finally, or allegedly healthy. Daniel Bacho back last game. Davian Harmon, Pop Isaacs, Jalen Tyson, Kevin O'Banner, Fardaz Amak have been the starters. Who else do we see play? Elijah Fisher has seen an increase in minutes. Daniel Bacho back against Oklahoma State. Will he play quite a bit? On the other side, it's Eric Stevenson and Emmett Matthews Jr. who lead the way. Uh, Trey Mitchell, big post player. Kendron Johnson as well. All of them average uh, 11 to 15 points. Eric Stevenson, the leading scorer for West Virginia. They are pretty even. This, these two teams. They are. They're pretty even. Texas Tech has been up and down. West Virginia has been up and down. But West Virginia's offense has been much, much more consistent. If I was wagering on this game, 
which I wouldn't, and I'm not, I would probably lean West Virginia if it was a legitimate bet. But I think enough weird things have happened, and there's enough you know, fabricated bulletin board material that you could use to say that Texas Tech can absolutely win this game. Now, West Virginia for their tournament hopes probably need to win to lock up a tournament seed. So they do have something to play for. What does Texas Tech have to play for? Pride? Themselves? Their teammates? Is that enough? This team is either fractured in the wake of the Mark Adams suspension or galvanized. Now, is it silly to say that this team is galvanized on their way to the Big 12 tournament at 5-13 and 13 with no shot at the, the NCAA unless they went out? Probably. Would that be too little too late? Probably. Are they good enough? Even galvanized to put four straight together. They did it earlier this year. They've won four straight before. Never with Kansas in the middle of it. They've not beaten Baylor. Kansas gets the bye. I don't know. I just don't know. Texas Tech by 20. It's the Rob Bro Show. We will be back for one more segment after this. We'll finish on the text line. 806-855-3712 is the number to text. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Rob Rocho Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports, Higher Dirk from the text line. Hey, I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to a former player. By the way, hey, here's my impassioned plea. Okay, here's a bandwagon I'm on. Here's, here's what I want to happen. Whoever you hire, whatever head coach you go hire, make Norris Odiase say no to a coaching position. I know Norris Odiase is still trying to play, or not trying to, he's still playing basketball professionally. Norris Odiase is in uh, Dallas, in the G League, playing professional basketball. If that is his goal, if that is his dream, by all means, keep doing it, young man. You're inspiring people. You've got the podcast. You're still live-tweeting Texas Tech sports. I know you care about it. The next head coach at Texas Tech should make Norris Odiase say no. I don't know if Norris wants to be a coach. But his attitude, his approach, his genuine respect, his ability to build relationships, I want that around my, my program. Make Norris Odeyase tell you no 
in any staff member role. He doesn't have to be associate head coach. He doesn't have to be one of the the on-court staff members. Just put him in the program. Have him around the team. Hell, hire him as the minister of culture. I don't care, but make him say no to coming back to Texas Tech and being involved for a solid amount of money. It would be worth it. Uh, this off the text line, can Art Bryles coach basketball? I don't know. He, right now he can't coach football. I'm still focused on West Virginia, but pay Rick Pitino $2 million and add a million-dollar bonus for a national championship. McCasland, $3 million, pay four point five to six for a successful Power 6 coach with trophies. Uh, Rick Pitino is a successful Power 6 coach with trophies, uh, but I know what you mean. A guy out there right now who's won a conference title or has been to a Sweet 16 in the recent history, uh, an Elite 8 run, what would you pay? Um, try to think of a recent... Well, let's just say Sean Miller. What would you pay Sean Miller? What would you pay... Um, Bruce Pearl? Somebody text that name in earlier. What would you pre- uh, pay Underwood there uh, in Illinois? And again, it's not just the fact that you can come to Texas Tech and be successful. You get to come to the Big 12. That plays. Especially with these coaches that uh, you know, have a spine and want to win. And compete against the best. And be prepared. You think Mark Few doesn't want to be away from the West Coast Conference where he just has to lollygag for six months and then not be prepared for the tournament? No, he wants to be in the Big 12. I guarantee you, if you asked Mark Few, he would say that would at least, at the very least, prepare us better for the tournament. The Big 12 is back-to-back national champions. And you're overtime away from back-to-back-to-back national champions. I'm sorry, I had to say it. This is the best basketball in the world. And the fact that it's Texas Tech with the Womble, the potential paycheck makes it an even better job. The Raiderland tomorrow. We will either recap the Texas Tech season and talk firing slash resignation or keep going to the Big 12 tournament against the Kansas matchup if Texas Tech can beat West Virginia tonight. Sorry, when Texas Tech beats West Virginia tonight. If Patino, McCasland, and random Power 6 coach are the final three after an interview process, I'm open to that. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the Raiderland. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.